Welcome to Word Time. This is Coach Shelby with Coach for Christ, and uh, I've got Jay here, and we're down in the prayer shack, and uh, Lord allowing and willing, we're going to give you a word of the day. Amen? So the word of the day is going to be stronghold, and the thing that I want to bring to your attention is that strongholds are a way of thinking. Strongholds are the way that you think. Many times when we think about a stronghold, we hear about the stronghold of Zion, and and it was right there the city became the city of David, and David went in, and the Jebusites, if I, if I remember correctly, and they mocked David. Uh, it was a literal place, but these things were types and shadows to lead us to the things of the Spirit today, not that they wasn't spiritual then. But many of us have strongholds built up in our mind, which is false ideology or religious teachings or things that are not founded or based upon the Word of the living God. And so we want to cast down some strongholds, and we want to begin with ourselves. Many times, many people listening want to go to a place called a church building or a particular denominational place, but, but my Bible says that judgment begins at the house of God. And my Bible also says in 1 Corinthians 6 and 19, that know you not that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So the house of God is you. You need to get this down inside of you. So when we begin to talk about strongholds, we must understand that if we don't deal with ourselves, what good is it to deal with a man-made structure that's going to burn and pass away if we do not deal with the soul of man that actually can burn and pass away? Amen? So praise God. In the book of Matthew, chapter 12, and if you'll look in verse 29, and I'll preface this a little bit, uh, Jesus was casting a demon out of a young man, I believe, um, and the Pharisees, which are the religious people, which are many of the people that we run with, and probably some pharmaceutical stuff even within ourselves at times, when we begin to look down a religious nose and we begin to point out the flaws in others and we're not willing to look inward at the strongholds within ourselves. But Jesus cast this demon out. And they said that, that Jesus cast out demons by the prince of Beelzebub, by demons. And Jesus came back, and I'll back up and correct myself to verse 25. Jesus knew their thoughts. And he said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. And I want to make a point here real quick that the kingdom of darkness many times and sadly is more organized and more faithful to one another than the body of Christ is to one another. Y'all need to let that marinate. You need to let that meditate just for a minute. You're not going to defeat the kingdom of darkness without the Holy Ghost. You're not going to defeat the kingdom of darkness. And we're talking about pulling down strongholds, ways of thinking, without the power of the Spirit of God. That's not going to happen. Without true following Jesus by denying yourself picking up your cross daily you're never ever going to cast these things down you've got to die to yourself to be alive unto him and so it goes on in verse 29 and what it says is how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first bind the strong man then he will plunder his house until we understand until the Holy Spirit shines the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ in our hearts, then we can't see those strongholds and those wrong, wrong ways of thinking that have been built up and we will continue on our damnable path. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Turn with me real quick. If you would go back to the book of Ezekiel, I believe in Ezekiel chapter six and in Ezekiel chapter six, and in verse 3, um, we're speaking of strongholds, and I keep saying it when talking about strongholds being a way of thinking, strong in your mind, things that you're not willing to let the Word of God get in the way of. And let me say that again. Things you're not letting, 
willing to let the Word of God get in the way of. For example, me and Jay were sitting down here today talking, and we were talking about there are many people who do not believe the gifts of the Spirit anymore. Well, you're not going to let the Word of God get in the way of your thinking because Jesus clearly said that these things are going to happen. He clearly said, and in, in, I believe Mark 16, after, right after the Great Commission, he said, these signs will follow those who believe. The first thing that they'll do is they'll cast out demons. The second thing that they'll do is they'll talk in tongues. Well, my God is a God of order. He doesn't just throw things together. He does things right. And so he said that. He said, the first thing they'll do is cast down demons. You see, that's an injection of the Holy Ghost. I want y'all to know that's not planned. Because see, God just showed me something as I was speaking right here, being faithful to do this recording. He showed me that those who believe will cast out demons. The first thing he said, go preach the gospel. Go preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He that believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow those who believe. They shall cast out demons. You see, these demonic false ideologies, this false religion, this garbage. I'm going to tell you right now, I've got to get to this, Jay. I've got to say this. But I don't watch much TV. But I do flip the TV on just for here this summer. And I flip it over to a particular Christian channel. All of you would know what it is when I say that loosely. Not to say that there's not some Christians on it. But I'm telling you, man, I am yet to find one person that comes on there preaching the gospel that within five minutes is not telling you that if you'll give, you'll get your best life now. Now, that's not exactly how it's said, but it said basically if you'll sow this seed into this ministry that you'll be blessed monetarily and you'll be blessed materially, that you'll have everything that you want, that God wants you to have access to millions, that God wants this, wants that. Let me tell you what God wants. He wants you to be dead to yourself and alive unto him. Let me tell you what God wants. He wants you to be conformed unto the image of his son, Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Let me tell you what God wants. God wants us to repent lest you never see the kingdom of God. That's what God wants, us to be dead to ourselves. Now, I'm not saying that God won't bless you. I'm not saying that God won't provide what needs to be provided. But the needs that you have, God is better able to fulfill than ever. The, 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 what we've done, let me say it in the right way, what we've done is we've called our lust our needs. When God says that lust will send you straight to the bowels of hell. That's good. Come on now. <laughs> what you need is the spirit of the living God. And if we got the spirit of God, then we will not be occupied with all of these things. And then God can clearly give us the things that we need to function and operate as he's called us to function and operate. Sounds like tearing down strongholds to me. Tearing down strongholds. That's exactly what we're doing. So now here we are in Ezekiel chapter six. And in verse three, it says, and, and say, O mountains of Israel, Hear the word of the Lord God. Thus says the Lord God to the mountains, to the hills, to the ravens, to the valleys. Indeed, even I will bring a sword against you, and I will destroy your high places. I'll destroy your high thinking. I'll, I'll destroy your religiosity. I'll destroy your denominational thinking. The ways that the things that you have heaped up and built up in your mind, I will destroy. But let me tell you something. He's going to destroy them one way or another. I just choose to let the Spirit of God judge me now instead of at the great white throne judgment, because then it's too late to do anything about it. So God, we ask you to judge us. We ask you to judge our thoughts. We lay our very being of everything that we are on the altar of God. We ask the fire of the Holy Spirit to expose, to reveal, to shake, to sift, and remove everything, God, that does not bring glory and honor to your son, Jesus Christ. The call that you have on our lives is to be in the image of your son. Now, the high places, I'm going to read to you a little commentary right here. It's Strong's 1116. It's a height, a high place, a mountain, a hilltop, a crest, a ridge, a summit, a shrine upon a lofty site. Geographically speaking, now this word, I, I don't know if it's Bamaha, but it's B-A-M-A-H, so I probably butchered that word. 
But nevertheless, you can look it up, B-A-M-A-H, and it's Strong's 1116, <laughs> refers to any hilltop or elevated place. Now, I want to stop right there for a second. Anything that is causing you to go a certain direction in your life is pretty elevated. We're talking about strongholds of the mind. We're talking about thinking processes. See, many of you go to work every day because you know you're going to paycheck, and you depend on that paycheck to pay your bills. It's got an elevated place in your life. But see, a true man of God, though you will go to work and you will do your job as under the Lord, a true man of God, his trust is in the Lord, not in his job. Because he does his job as unto the Lord. See, it's a complete different mindset. We have a wrong mindset today many times in the body of Christ that I speak of loosely. And many of the times that the body of Christ is nothing more than a wolf in sheep's clothing. They have no idea, no, no understanding of the things of God, no hunger and thirst to read the Word of God, to understand, no desire, according to Romans 12, 2, to be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And how we renewed in our mind is by the Word of God. There is a literal transformation, a literal change that takes place, a change in desire, an injection of the resurrection injection in us that gives us that hunger and thirst for righteousness, which is the Spirit of Christ. And it says the high places were often those hilltops upon which idolaters offered sacrifice to pagan gods. Now, the point I want to get to, I think it's, we're coming to it. These places became a snare for the Israelites who mixed the worship of Yahweh with the worship of idols. Did you hear that? It says they didn't say they did away with God. It says they mixed idol worship with the worship of Yahweh. So they went to the hilltops and they're thinking, hey, I'm going to church. I pay my tithes and offerings. Hey, I'm a member here. I don't cuss, drink, chew, do all those things. But your mind has never been renewed. It's never been changed. So this first time that you face, face the weakest demon of this world, the spirit of this world, you buckle and crumble because you're living in idolatry. You've got strongholds built up in your mind, and they have no power. Concerned, matter of fact, they're already in agreement with oh, I just saw that. The whole system is in agreement with one another, and it, the point is to bring you down, to kill, steal, and destroy, John 10.10. 10. That's the whole point. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So the very thing that you're dependent on, the reason why you can't trust in it, because they're in cahoots with one another to destroy you. It's the spirit of this world. It's the spirit of Satan and the seed of Satan, which has injected your carnal man, your flesh. Now, I don't know if anybody just got that, but somebody just got a nugget right there. If you didn't get something, I did. I'm going to go back and listen to that part. So anyway, they mixed the worship of Yahweh with the worship of idols. You see that in Numbers 33, 52. And the Lord commands, demolish all their high places. He is not a God, a God who endorses mixture. Our God does not endorse mixture. He does not compromise. He does not love straight into the bowels of hell, as we've done so many times on this earth, is that we say we accept people and we love people, but what we're saying is basically is we're cowards and we don't want to speak the truth. We don't want to stare, tear down the strongholds, the false religions, the false ideology, the strongholds in the mind. So what we do is we comfort them, we call it love, and in the end when they're judged, what are you going to do? I know you're not at that point yet because you're listening to me right now, but what are you going to do? What are you going to say? How many of you have children that you didn't want to bust their backside, but you knew it was necessary to stop them from making a worse mistake later? And it's a, it's a, it's a directive of the Lord, by the way. It's a command, not a suggestion. Because the sting of the paddle reminds them that there are consequences to sin and perhaps they'll grow up and realize there are consequences to sin and disobedience. And perhaps they'll be better able to serve God one day because you did your job as a mom or a dad. There's a right way and a wrong way to do things and it's always done under the directive of the Word of God. <coughs> and it's always seasoned with the Word of God. It's always spoken in the Word of God. Anyway. You know, what I see 
is uh, the church in America, the carnal perception of things is, is the stronghold that, that we have. And if we think about the high places, according to the Old Testament, the altar of Baal and the altar of Moloch was the high places, was the groves. And there was priestess that were there and the men would come and have sex with the priestess and have a baby. And the baby was sacrificed at the altar of Baal and Moloch. And if we think about what's going on in America today, what's going on inside the church today, and, and, I'm, and I'm just saying that there's people, just like Ronnie's saying right now, is that if, if there's people that are inside the church that worship God, but they also worship at the altar of Baal, and we're guilty of this, and we, we've got to allow the Word of God to tear down the, 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 the natural perception of, of what's going on and look into the spiritual aspect of things. And, and so we, what, what we want to do is we want to worship God, but we want to have the lust of the flesh. We want to please the lust of the flesh. And there's a war going on within our members is what the Word of God says. If you do have the Spirit of Christ inside of you, then there's a war that's going on within your members. And if we turn to uh, 2 Corinthians Second Corinthians 10.4. Yes. I broke my glasses, so I'm having a little bit of trouble seeing here. They broke as soon as we turned the recording on. Amen. Let me see. Let me read that. Yeah, go ahead and read it. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Strongholds. So, keep on reading. Casting down arguments, another translation is imagination. Imaginations. Casting down imaginations. I need to inject here that the image of God, when I think about the word imagination, the image of God is the moral likeness of God. <laughs> there we go. Stronghold. Mm -hmm. Is the word of God in the forefront of your thinking? Does it take absolute... Um, is it supreme absolutely above everything else above all doctorate degrees and above all doctrines and above all denominations and religious teachings and 12 step programs and psychology and all that casting down imaginations. I want to be an image of God. I want to have the moral likeness of God and he is the word of God and every high thing that exalts high thing, high thing. We just talked about high places, mixing the high places with the worship of God is what Israel was doing. And God said, don't do it. He said, I will tear it down. I'll burn it down. And he may not have burned it down today in your life, but there's a day coming. There's a day of reckoning. You have the choice that judgment begins at the house of God. And you can deal with this and you can take this seriously or you can let God deal with it. Now, ultimately, you're going to need God to deal with it. But he would rather you come to him and admit it where he can work this out of you and burn this out than you carry it and have to be judged at the throne one day. And it goes on to say, he said, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And we just got through saying that a stronghold is a way of thinking. This says every thought into the obedience of Christ. And we know that Christ, and I'm probably jumping on Jay's word, but we know Christ is the word of God. Not John that, 1. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, but the, the stronghold that needs to be torn down in our minds is this carnal perception of the word of God. So as we get into the Word of God and we allow it to be the double-edged sword to, to uh, divide between joints and moral and soul yes. and spirit and to be a discerner of the thoughts and intention of our heart, then the Lord begins to reveal things that are inside of us and the fact that we're born with a sin nature 
and this sin nature has ruled and reigned in our in our in our uh, soul, our mind, will, and emotions since before we got saved. And so, uh, just because of the fact that God has saved our spirit, we still have old ways of thinking that we've got to 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 uh, allow the Word of God to to divide and allow the Word of God to show us that the ways that we've thought in the past were aren't the ways that God wants us to think now. And so he, he has to show us what it is that's taken place inside of our spirit, which we've been given a new spirit. We've been given an, uh, old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new is what the word of God says. So these these ways of thinking that we've got now today have to be brought in. And after you get done, let me read this whole scripture first, because I've gotten, yeah. gotten it now on my phone where it's big enough for me to see. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And we've we've already established that fact that these strongholds in the natural realm, in the in the types and shadows in the Old Testament, were like castles. They were like a a wall that was set up with a gate. And by the way, that gate was a place where all the 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 government, with the military, where the where the uh, the commerce and everything else took place, where where they sat and they deliberated and they voted upon and they come up with plans and strategies for the kingdom. So we've got to realize, Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church because of the revelation that Peter told uh, Jesus Christ that he had, that Jesus was the Christ, the son of the living God. He was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. He was the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. He was the one that bled and died for, to put us in right standing with God so that this temple could be cleansed, so this body could be cleansed and the spirit of the living God could flow through this body because God can't dwell in the same place as sin. But but it says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity. Every thought, see, thought, all these words that, that pertain to the way that, that we, we are used to doing things in our mind, will, and emotions, in our soulish realm. We are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. We're a three-part being. And these, these things are, are, are strongholds inside of our soul, instead of, inside of our minds, will, and emotions. But let's don't stop there. Let me read uh, verse uh, 5 again. It says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bring it into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in readiness yes. to uh, revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So our obedience should be to the word of God and our disobedience is anything that's contrary to that. And Jesus uh, or the words, the word of God says that our carnal mind is at enmity with God. And if you look up that word enmity, enmity is not just an enemy. It's an irreconcilable enemy. It's an enemy that can't be reconciled. That's why our flesh has to die at the cross. Well, that's why our carnal desires and our carnal uh, uh, uh plans and our carnal anything the the bible says that his ways are higher than our ways and we can't always understand his ways and we're just to submit to the word of god and allow him to tear down these strongholds and as a matter of fact the word says we're to take on the stronghold of the lord right that's right and you know um you can't punish disobedience until your obedience is fulfilled that's the thing that steps that, that, that until right. your obedience obedience to what like jay was saying and the same thing again is is obedience to who? It's not just the word of God. You've got to see literally the word of God is the word is Jesus Christ. Total obedience to Jesus Christ. Totally. Intimacy with Jesus Christ. 
And as we were talking this morning, we were talking about that we are the bride of Christ and Jesus is the husband. Total intimacy, not in a perverted type way, as you've got a carnal mind, some of you, but in a way to where we are one with Jesus as he is one with the Father as he prayed for us. What was that, John 17? So we have to understand that. And Jay brought up several points that I was going to bring up, which is really good. That's the Holy Ghost. The other point was, is what he was talking about is when Peter revealed to Jesus by the Father, as Jesus said, and I'm paraphrasing Matthew 16, somewhere down there around verse 13 and down, is he said, who do men say that I am? He says, you're the, you're the Christ, the Son of God. You're the anointed one. And he said, flesh and blood have not revealed that to you, but my Father in heaven. And he said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in who's in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter. At that point, that revelation that he is the Lamb of God, the Savior of the world, that he's God in the flesh, the Word became flesh, John 1.14. At that revelation right there, he says, now I call you Peter, which is a piece of the rock. Now you're a piece of me. Mm -hmm. Now you can become one with me. Come on now. Somebody getting it on the other end. Somebody, go ahead. It's all right. Go ahead and buck, scream, and shout if you want to. It's about time you start praising God. You praise him for that filthy music you listen to. Why not praise him for the truth? Get the truth in there, and that filthy stronghold of music will come down. That's right. Come on now. I mean, I might start preaching here in just a minute. I'll try not to, though. I just want to give you this word. But here we go. And he says, upon this rock, I will build my church. So the church is not your little denominational place you're going to tomorrow. That's not it. We are the church. And judgment begins at the house of God. And that was 1 Peter 4, 17. Therefore, it begins with you, recognizes these things within you, this exalted high thinking. And it went on to say... Same thing that Jay brought up, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So the person who's truly adhered to Jesus Christ cannot allow false doctrine, the things of this world, whatever it is, music, TV program, whatever it is, I'm just throwing things out there. But whatever it is, they cannot allow those because the gates were the place where the reasoning took place, the men of the city. And I, I can't help but to think about Proverbs 31. And it talks about the, the, the uh, help me here, Jay, the what woman is this? The, um, the, well, the Proverbs 31 woman. Right. And it talks about that her husband will be known in the gates. And I believe that's Proverbs 31, 23. Her husband is known in the gates. Her husband is known in the gates, the Proverbs 31 woman. And this is a type of Jesus Christ. This is a type of Jesus Christ. It's a type of, she is a type of, listen to me, she is a type of us, the church, That's right. and the husband who is the in the gates. He's known in the gates. Why is he known? Well, why? Because of this wife. Because his true bride glorifies him. If he be lifted up, he will draw all men unto himself. It is the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ in us that draws us to glorify Jesus that he may be known in the gates in all reasoning in our minds, in our lives, and all these strongholds and demonic things will be torn down. They'll be ripped down. You know, what, uh, what I see is uh, that the gates of heaven were formulated and planned before the foundation of the world because the Bible says the lamb was slain before the foundation yes. of the world. So God formulated the plan of salvation and he had it in his heart and he brought it to fruition at the cross of Calvary. But the enemy is jumping, trying to jump through hoops and do everything that he can to try to, try to uh, defeat that purpose. So every night, it's like at night, the enemy comes together and he starts formulating all these plans. He, they meet at the gates and they, they make all these plans and they put all these uh, uh, assignments on people. And we got to get up in the morning. We got to realize that this life isn't about just living in pleasure. It's not about uh, me and, and just my family and just 
all the things that's going on right now in the world that we see with the carnal eyes, but we, this is part of that tearing down of the stronghold. Right. We've got to realize that we're at war. Right. Uh, there's many, many people I've set down and ministered this to, and I have to have it ministered to myself and minister to myself and encourage myself daily, is that, that this is a war, and we shouldn't entangle ourselves with the affairs of this world. We should keep the mindset that, hey, this is a war. I've got to get up, and I've got to fly, fight a bloody battle again. And that's one of the reasons why we do, we the Bible says we're to be more than conquerors. We're to conquer territory, and we're to, to, to uh, uh, keep that that territory and not lose it, not lose ground, but go forward and, and conquer more ground. And, but, but when we have the mindset that we get up in the morning and, and, and we don't understand that we're to fly, fight another bloody battle today and that the battle's already been won. The, the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. Christ hung on the cross and the enemy was paraded as a public spectacle in shame. When Jesus said it is finished, it got finished. Everything that needed to be done that was done before the foundation of the world, but was manifested through the cross of Calvary and the blood of Jesus Christ. And we've been given supernatural ability, the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, call upon the name of the Lord. Ask the Lord to fill you with his spirit. Repent, repent repent yes. of the, the, the carnal mindsets that we have. And we've got to come before the Lord and fall down on our bloody knees and cry out to him and ask him to, to, to cover us with the blood of Jesus Christ and fill us with his spirit so that we can engage in this battle that most people don't even know about. Right. And it's sad because the, Whenever, whenever it's all, whenever this all comes to an end, we're going to, we're going to, God's going to show us what the reality of our life was. And we're going to say, why didn't somebody tell me? Right. That's what we're here to do right now. Amen. That's what we're doing. And as we wrap this thing up to give you something else to think about in first Corinthians six, and I referred to verse 19 concerning, concerning you are the temple of the Holy spirit. You are the church. I want to back up to 17. It says, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. He's joined to the Lord. With Peter was a piece of Jesus, a piece of the rock. That's what Peter means, Petra, piece of the rock. Mm. It should be the same that Jesus is. What is Jesus saying to you? What, are you are you a piece of the rock? Or is he still calling you by your old carnal name? Huh. Which is it? And in verse 18, it says, and these we were talking about some of the strongholds that need to be torn down. Well, let's just, there's just a few of them mentioned here. It says, flee sexual immorality. All sexual immorality. Flee sexual immorality. Every, even in your mind, even what you're watching on TV, even what you're listening to that causes you to lust. Flee. Get rid of it. Jesus said, if you thought it, you're guilty. <laughs> Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he that commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. And in verse 19, he says, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? If you call yourself born again and saved, if you call yourself a follower of Jesus and you're not following his word and you're not tearing down strongholds, that's blasphemy. It's blasphemy. It's what it is. I believe that. A complete disrespect to the word of God. And it goes on in verse 20. It says, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, you know what that price was? That was the blood of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. The son of the living God. Those people out there that are teaching, oh, well, you, there's nothing you can do to do that or whatever, you, blah, 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 gibberish. Let me tell you something. God gave his son. He so loved the world, he gave his son. But if you read on after John 3, 16, you'll find out that Jesus is the light and you'll find out that it says, but men love darkness right. lest their deeds be exposed. 
Now, if this is hurting somebody's feelings, praise God, because it's an opportunity. You know, surgery hurts, but when you come out, it's it's necessary. Sometimes the doctor got to go in, he got to cut the cancer out, lest you die. And I'm talking about eternal damnation. But let Dr. Jesus come in with the Word of God, for the Word of God is alive and powerful, sharpen any double-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. Soul and spirit. Soul and spirit. We're trying to tear down strong the soul, the mind, will, and emotions. It even manifests in your body, getting down into the joints and the marrow. But we got to get it down in your spirit and soul first. And it says, for you were bought at a price by the blood of the Jesus Christ. And I added that because that was the price, the blood of the perfect, sinless Lamb of God. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit. He doesn't just say in your body. He says in your spirit. Not just in your body, but in your spirit. In other words, there's a discipline to your actions. You can't just do what you want to do. You were bought. You became a slave of Jesus Christ, according to the Apostle Paul, by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And slaves don't tell their master how things are going to go. They don't tell their master. And the master don't change the rules because it's you or because you're in America. He don't change the rules. This watered-down gospel, and I'm not talking about the water of the Word. I'm talking about this earthly watered-down gospel. This garbage must be done away with. It must be exposed as I began. Preachers are not teaching repentance. They're not teaching follow Jesus. They're not teaching, as the Word says, to be ye holy, for I am holy. That's God talking. They're not preaching that without holiness, no man will see God. Without separation, sanctification, without a hunger and thirst for righteousness, 24-7 every day, you won't ever see God. Because to say that God lives in a man or woman (laughs) or child who says they were truly born again, and they have no desire to walk in the ways of God, and yet they claim he is number one in their life, and that he is their husband according to the word of God. They claim that. That's called spiritual adultery. You know what happens to all adulterers, right? They'll have their part in the lake of fire. Galatians 5, start about verse 19. Read the 17 works of the flesh. And such were some of you, but you were washed in the blood of Jesus. You truly gave your life to Jesus. The evidence of a changed life is a changed life. A new desire. A new creation in Christ Jesus. Behold, old things pass away and all things become new. What's new? Now I am a slave. I am dead. I am in my master's hands. His will be my will. I'm conformed into the image of his son day by day and from glory to glory. For he is my God and I am his child. He hath redeemed me from death, hell, and the grave. And I praise the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, the master, the captain of my ship the Lord of all glory, the King of kings and Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, he's only a whisper away. But he did say, I remind you again in Mark, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 4, somewhere around verse 17, he said, without repentance, no man will see the kingdom of God. Repent repent doesn't mean just to ask for forgiveness. It means to turn from your sin and follow him. And there should be fruit of that repentance. There should be fruit. If there's no fruit, The tree is exposed and it will be cut down and thrown into the fire. That's what the Bible says. That's the Lord talking. That's not me and Jay. That's God's word. So we must repent. We must understand that. That means there must be a change of direction in our life from the time we meet Jesus. And we must turn and follow him and stop following our own ways 
and we must tear down these strongholds which have got you wrapped up in this weird theology that you can go to Jesus and say a few prayers and listen to a sermon and put a dollar in the bucket and you can do whatever you want. No, 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 no. That's false theology and it's going to lead people straight into the bowels of hell. Jesus requires us. He paid for us. He paid for us to be with him. Be with him. Cast down the strongholds. Change your thinking. And let the word of God be first place in your life. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. You guys have a blessed day. Take this word and send it around the world. This is Coach Shelby and Jay with Coach for Christ preaching the gospel from the shack today. In Jesus' mighty, glorious, powerful, holy, righteous name.